going now. Welcome everyone to the Third String Sports Podcast with myself, Chris. We have Nathan and Jaden. Yes, sir. Uh, this is going to kind of be a everything sports cast, mainly football and baseball, uh, a little college football. Um, so I guess we're just going to kind of first start with like brief introductions. Uh, my name's Chris, a big football baseball fan, particularly Yankees Colts, kind of an odd matchup, but um, I will definitely probably dive into that one, uh, one of these episodes. Um, for college football, I'm an Army fan at heart, uh, but I have taken a liking to particularly Penn State. I like a lot of the stuff that they've done. Uh, these guys are saying no to that, so I'm going to hand off the floor to Jaden, and he could introduce himself. How's it going, everyone? Uh, I'm Jaden. Uh, just like Chris, I'm also a big football, baseball guy. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, an unfortunate year. And uh, Cleveland Indians, wasn't too bad of a year. It's also two very distant teams. Don't correlate at all. Bandwagon. Um, yeah. Um, as you can tell, I was saying no to Penn State. Uh, I'm a big Ohio State fan. Hometown, everything. You know, love OSU, you got to represent. Uh, I'm going to pass over, pass things over to Nathan Prony. Oh, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, my name's Nate. Um, I'm a big fan of the Cleveland Indians. Well, I like baseball over football. Uh, Indians, you know, rough year, but, well, in my books, we should have went to the World Series, you know. But the, uh, but who stopped them from going okay, to the World Okay, Series? okay, okay. Let's be quiet. Let's be quiet. My turn. Yankees. All right. That's right. Uh, Ohio, big Ohio State fan. Watch them every week. Jay doesn't, you know. Loser down there. Uh, big bronze fan, you know. OG, you know. Owen 16 kind of sucks. And, you know, I'm better than all of these guys in fantasy, so. <laughs> um, I'd also like to mention, uh, Nathan claims he's a Browns fan, but if you look in his background, you can see a <laughs> Dallas Cowboys flag. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, no. I, I, I just want to throw that out there. It's exposed already. So, yeah, as you can see, we all have a bunch of different teams, a lot of varying opinions. We kind of work well on a trifecta, all kind of competitive. We all play fantasy, so I'm sure there's going to be a, a pretty big fantasy element uh, to this podcast. I Imagine getting last in your playoffs. Nate uh, claims he's the best, so I'm sure he'll probably handle a lot of the fantasy because he's the best. What's, what's your record right now, Nate? Record? Uh, <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> so wait, how can he wait? Hold on. I want to start with this. First ever, first ever podcast, and I want to start with this. Nate, you said a couple of seconds ago you're the best fantasy. No, you're better than us at fantasy. What is your record? Uh, let me check here. I don't have it on heart. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I just want to five get and eight really quick. Five and eight. And this is, ladies and gentlemen, the first ever podcast. Five and eight, he, and he's better than us. What I am projected win in the playoffs right now, so I would not talk. Okay, that's not I just want to wait five and eight and go into the playoffs. Yeah. What are you an eight man or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's gonna upset the one man. <laughs> Dude, I'm projected um, to beat him by 10. How the hell are you going to the playoffs at 5 and 8? Dude, that's, my league sucks. That's like me going to the playoffs. <laughs> that's that's like someone in D3 football saying they're the best college football player. Like, you're hey. in a shitty league, you have a shitty record. Don't be talking about best. my boy at Buffalo. Man had like, what, 300? Eight touchdowns. Right? Eight touchdowns, yeah. Eight touchdowns, that's insane. He tied the college record, I believe. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, well, I, on the other hand, am 7 and 6 in fantasy. Um, oh, just want to throw that. I, I Jay, what's your record? Rough year. Uh, I am currently two and eleven, <laughs> but I 
it, the hopes, you know, I'm hoping to win the losers bracket this year. But your com big comeback next year. Big comeback, big comeback next, year. next year. Big comeback. That's, that's what it's all about. Don't trade Antonio Gibson for Curtis Samuel and what was it? Definitely, definitely didn't. Uh, it was it was Devonte Parker and Philip Lindsay. Um, <laughs> okay. Actually, Chris advised me to take that trade. So. I did. You know what? Speaking of fantasy trades, uh, since I advised Jay, that was not the best <laughs> advice. Myself, before week one even started in fantasy, this was after the draft. I traded Cooper Cup and Devin Singletary for Chris Godwin, and uh, Chris Godwin, he did not play well, mainly because he did not play at all. But I don't want to really dwell on that and bad fantasy trades. Well, you know what's so, better than that, Chris? You know what's better than what? that? Trading DJ Moore and J.K. Dobbins at the beginning of the season for Allen Robinson and DeAndre Swift. So, Oof. I mean, Allen Robinson's been playing well, though, right? He has yeah. a touchdown about every game. I, no, I, you, I, I dropped Swift. Allen Robinson. Yeah. You got Allen Robinson. Yeah, yeah. I tried to wait. Yeah, DJ that's Moore. a good trade, is yeah. it not? Doesn't Allen Robinson have, like, a, a touchdown every game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah except no, I, last I, week. I'd like to put this out there. Um, <clears throat> how are you five and eight when you got people that dumb to do trades like that? Don't you also have Michael <laughs> Thomas on your team? He does. Well, he, yeah, that's my boy. And don't you have Zeke too? He does. Yeah. He also has DK Metcalf. <laughs> and Deshaun Dude, Watson. How do you lose? And Devontae Adams. How do you lose? What? Uh, you know, stack competition this year. You know. But how can someone have a I may team? or may not have started Duke Johnson week one. <laughs> yeah, but that's just week one, though. Are you starting him every week? I mean, what happened to the other Yeah, like seven, seven weeks. All right, yeah. you want me to go through my... No, honestly, we don't. Honestly, we don't. We yeah, got we we to get here. going. We, we got to get going. All right, so I think the first thing I want to particularly touch on, so we just ended, what was it, week 13 of the NFL season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Week 13, right? Yes, sir. Heading in to week 14, I think it's best if we start off strong and have it on the record, the top five, your top five NFL teams, power rankings, so to speak, starting with number five, going down to number one. Um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to save the number ones for last. Like okay, that. so we're going we're gonna to start with your five, like... We're going to establish an order. We're going to start with a five, a four, and the last person is going to do, we're going to do like five, five, and then five, four, then they're four, and then the four, three, and go in kind of a circle like that so the ones all come at the end, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hand this off to Nate since he was the last one to introduce himself. He's going to start by giving us his fifth best NFL team. Okay. This is a toughie. Not going to lie. But, uh... I'd say the Packers, Green Bay Packers, you know. Green Bay Packers locked in at number yes. five. Jay, you're number five. Man, this is a tough one. Number five, I was de debating between the Packers and the Rams, but after that defensive performance last night, I'm going to have to go with the Rams. The Got me Rams 20 fantasy points. Five. Big fantasy points. Did. Once again, Nate, bring in the fantasy aspect. I love it. How many fantasy points did they get? Do we know? 20. 20. Wow. 21 on up. Yahoo. 21 on Yahoo. That's that's really good. So for not for my number four, five and four, I'm gonna go Bills at number five. The Buffalo Bills. I really like how they're playing, and to be honest, their record's nine and three. But in my opinion, they should be ten and two. If it wasn't for a hail mary pass from Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, they're ten and two. They're one game behind the uh, the Steelers and the Chiefs. And I actually had the Bills that week. That was a heartbreaking loss. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Bills at number five and Rams 
at number four. So I'm going to hear Jaden's number four NFL team. Now, there's, of course, many good teams, such as the Titans. You got the Colts, the Bills. But with number four, I'm going to go, just because of momentum, I'm liking the Browns at number four. Wow. Riding high on the Browns. Nate likes that. Nate, let's hear your number four. You like that? I like that reaction. Uh, Yeah, my number four is not the Browns. I had them at six. They're my six. But I do have the Bills. I do like the Bills. He with, likes the Bills as well. Yeah, the Bills like, have been playing really good. Yeah, they I like really the have. connection between Allen and Diggs and Cole, Be- Diggs, Cole Beasley. Cole is insane. super underrated. Insane, super underrated. Probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah, okay. All consens- consensus. So, what am I? I'm on the number three, correct? Yep. Three yes. and two, I, I believe. Okay, so, for my number three and number two. So, for my number three... This is a lot of people have them higher than this, but I think three is still really fair. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like the way they're playing. Yes, they did lose, but I've been having them at two. So one loss, dropping down one, I think that's more than fair. The problem is they're dropping a lot of passes and Deontay Johnson's catch percentage (coughs) is ridiculously low. I'm not liking that at all. He's 106 targets, I believe, and I don't know, 50% catch percentage. It could be lower. I don't have the actual stat on that. So I'm going Pittsburgh Steelers at number three. And for number two, I'm going the New Orleans Saints. Jay, let's hear your number three. I actually agree exactly with you. Uh, number three. Actually, we're going to need your three and two. And then Nate, we're uh, going to need your three and two. I'm going exactly with you, man. I think the Steelers are number three and the Saints are number two. <laughs> However, I mean, you also do have the Packers in this honorable mention. You got the Bills up in there. And I think after this week, it's a firm standing of who your power rankings are going to be. Right. Uh, hey, we're going to need your three and two. I'm gonna oh, wait, did, Jay, to... did you give your two? I did. New Orleans Saints. Okay. I'm disagreeing with you guys. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to say the Saints are three and uh, Steelers are two. I don't know. Okay, I still so like the Steelers. Uh, they're based playing off good. of that, I am going to go ahead and speak for all of us here that I am willing to bet that all of our number ones are the Kansas City Chiefs. Am I correct in that? Yes. Agreed. Jay, can I get your analysis on the Chiefs? Why do you think that they're number one in your eyes and they're number one in our eyes and number one in the hearts of the fans and everyone else in NFL football? Well, honestly, it's that dynamic duo with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. If you can't, if you find a way to stop that, then you have Travis Kelsey that comes out of nowhere. You, Ridiculous. It, you can't stop both. It's either one or the other or you don't stop none at all. And, Nate, what do you think about the fact that Patrick Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over? I mean, they have a high-powered passing game, as Jay just spoke on, and they don't pass the ball over. Uh, you know, it's pretty insane. You know, When you're throwing, how many times do you think they throw a game? It's a I don't lot. Know, 30? 30? Yeah. At least 30. At least 30. It's 30. pretty insane that they're not turning the ball over. I. Th- yeah, I agree. And I think one of the things that's least talked about on the Kansas City Chiefs is their running game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire came out week one. He made a statement. People were like, okay, you know what? He's a good running back, but there's a way to stop him. So what did they do? They brought in Le'Veon Bell. And I think their running game is one of the things that's not talked about the Kansas City Chiefs because, as Jay mentioned, they have Tyreek Hill. They have Travis Kelsey. They have Sammy Watkins. But the running game is there. They commit to the run, and they tire out defensive lines. And that's why they're 11-1. and That's why... That you know, everyone's saying they're the number one team, and they might go back to the Super Bowl, and they are the reigning chance for a reason, and and we all know yep. it. So just a little recap, Nate, what is your top five? And you did give an honorable mention, I believe. So if you want to, kind oh of yeah, honorable mention is the Browns. You know, my hometown team. Right. You know, it's been bad a couple years, but we're doing good. 
Uh, five was the Packers. Four, I believe, was the Bills. Three was um, Saints. Two was the Steelers. And one was the Chiefs. And Jay? Uh, <clears throat> at fifth, I believe I had the Rams. And then fourth coming in, I had the Browns. Uh, my top three is number three, I believe I had the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number two, I had the New Orleans Saints because I'm liking Taysom Hill right now, filling in for that position. Right. Drew Brees comes back, back. comes back. It's going to be a hard decision of right. who you're having. And number one, easily, the Kansas City Chiefs. And I believe I had the Bills, the Rams, the Steelers, the Saints, and the Chiefs. You guys both had the Packers in your top five, correct? I yes. did not. Uh, I did. Oh. I did. So, Nate, we did not have the Packers in our top five. What about the Packers stands out to you to put them in your top five? Uh, has to be just two words. Devontae Adams. That connection is, Adams. is electric. Uh, pretty sure he hasn't played in how many games this year? Three? Three, I believe. Three, and he's, what, top ten receiving yards? Yeah. Could be. I don't, I'm not sure the stat, but I think he did miss a couple games. But yeah. his yards per catch is, is insanely high. I know that. It is, yeah. yeah. So. And plus Lazard, he's underrated in my eyes and you guys both mentioned the browns i would probably have to say my honorable mention my six is probably Mm -hmm. the browns i think their statement win against tennessee told everyone in the league that they're real this year yeah and i think with pittsburgh's loss to washington and i think with everyone kind of realizing pittsburgh's record may be a little better than they are everyone's kind of eyeing that the browns may creep in and you know do the browns pay the steelers again this year i think they They do do. uh week 17 that's going to be an interesting game, and I guarantee you that's going to probably determine the winner of that division. Yep. Probably. Just, they're winning without their key players, too. Odell Beckham tragically tore his ACL. They're winning right. without him. Miles Garrett is out for two weeks due to COVID. They won games without him. Denzel right. Ward, their top cornerback, was out last week. They're still winning without these key players. Plus Chubb being out a couple weeks. Chubb was out. Chubb was think, out for six weeks. That's one thing about the Browns, though. Even with Chubb being out, to have a backup like Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt. I mean, that's just got to be that's got to be the best duo in the league, right? I mean, I can't think of a, of a better one. Easily, yeah. I can easily. think of really good ones, but I don't know if I can think of a better right. one. Yeah. All right. So I think that's going to do it for the first segment of episode one. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will be right back. Bye. Seeds two through seven will have to play Wild Card Weekend get six games between the AFC and the NFC and we're going to be starting with the AFC with the uh, teams in the hunt which are the Raiders Ravens and Patriots Nate would you like to start us off all right I will say the Patriots I don't think they have a shot after losing you think their season got ended yeah on Thursday night losing to the Rams like that that's you can't I see no confidence in that team at all what do you think about that same offense Offense dropping 45 on the Chargers last week. Um, what do you think that says about the Chargers? Well, I mean, wasn't it during the week? Uh, Anthony Lynn said something about they didn't have a shot. So I feel like the Chargers had no motivation for that game, and they're just kind of out of it because Anthony Lynn said they're out of the playoffs. So I don't think they're really motivated for that game. The thing is, Justin Herbert is on a offensive rookie of the year campaign. So getting touchdowns, getting stats would be pretty beneficial throwing four th- three or four picks that kind of hurts him especially when you got people like justin jefferson creeping in on that offense the rookie of the year campaign what do you think about that 
Uh, you know, that hurt him a lot. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't oh, want to say a lock. How? He said it. Justin Jefferson? What? He's a... Watch him. He's a very good wide receiver. Especially the week that uh, Adam Thielen, he was out with COVID. He did right. really well. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, Jay, you want to talk to us about the Ravens? Wow. Ravens. I, I don't even Raiders? know what's going on with them. I the Ravens are... It, it's a lot. They're a mess right up now. Up and down. Up and down. Yeah. I mean, they just recently got a win against the Cowboys, which you should be getting a win against the Cowboys, especially by that right. much. But I just, I'm not a fan of Lamar Jackson. Not I don't like. What's I, your confidence in the Ravens right now? They're two games above 500, two games behind the Browns, one game behind the wild card spot. I mean, they're in it. They're only a game behind the wild card spot. But what's your confidence in Plus that? Plus, they're playing the Browns this week. I'm, I'm iffy about it. But they do have an easier schedule coming up, so mm -hmm. I do see them making it. You see them winning out. You see them I do winning. See, I do see them winning out. Yeah. With the Browns, I think they're going to take a loss to the Browns actually. But they got the Jaguars, the Giants, and Bengals. Even with how well the Giants have been playing recently, I still think the Ravens can pull through because Lamar Jackson, he he is a threat. I mean, mm -hmm. if you don't stop his running game, he can have passes. He's not the best passer. He's not a traditional quarterback like Aaron Rodgers is or Tom Brady is. But he's good in his own ways. He's right. a running back. Some, someone say. Someone say. It's got a little banter. All right, so yeah. that leaves only one on in the NFC, and that's the Raiders. And I have a couple things to say about the Raiders. The first one is I've said this before to both of you. I think the Raiders can beat any team as they've shown by beating the Saints and the Chiefs, who we all had in our top five. Mm -hmm. But I think they're the, also the kind of team that can lose any team as they almost did against the Jets I mean the Hail Mary saved them mm -hmm. but you cannot you cannot expect to make the playoffs or win a playoff game and almost lose to the Jets I mean they got bailed out luckily Gregs Williams who got fired the day after yeah. rightfully so Terrible called play. an all out blitz cover zero and the fastest guy on the field Henry Ruggs absolutely burned whatever sorry cornerback that was no safety help whatsoever but with that said, I think the Raiders can make a playoff push. The only problem is, is as a Colts fan, they play the Colts this week, and I have the Colts in this game. And we're going to get to that. We are going to get to that later in the show. So with that loss being taken into account, I think they can win out, aside from that, aside from this upcoming week, be 10-6 and six and slip into the seventh seed. But the only problem is there's already teams kind of filling up those spaces. Mm. Colts, the Dolphins, and I am not a high on the Dolphins as everyone else. Um, personally, I feel like the Dolphins are going to fall out, the Raiders are going to slip in, and I do not want to be the Kansas City Chiefs having to play the Raiders in the divisional round. I do not want to be the Pittsburgh Steelers playing right. the Raiders in the divisional round. And I'm going to say it right here, right now, Coming up on week 14, if in five weeks from now, is it five, four weeks, if in four weeks from now, the Raiders are playing in Pittsburgh, I want the Raiders. I'm saying it right now. Wow. I'm taking the Raiders on the road if they're wow. playing in Pittsburgh in five weeks from now. That is my statement. That is what I'm saying right now. I, I could honestly second that statement. However, I don't see the Raiders making it. I see the Ravens taking over for the Dolphins. I see Dolphins... Right. So you also agree the Dolphins may slip out. I do agree. I don't hey, like. What do you think? 
Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. I don't like their decision of playing Tua. I think Ooh. Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually better. Wow. For the okay. Nate, what do you think about the Dolphins? In or out? I disagree with what you just said, Jay. Uh, Dolphins are staying where they're at. I love Tua as a quarterback. Devontae Parker is a great wide receiver for him. And Mike Kosicki. I mean, he's been up and down this year, but Had he's doing pretty Had a beautiful well. snag last week over the middle. Yeah. Beautiful snag, one-handed and, snag. And I like that defense as well. Defense is good. Top-scoring defense in the league. So what do you think about the Browns then? They're currently the wild card team. The sixth, mm-hmm. what is that? Yeah, no, fifth wild fifth, card fifth, team. Yes, yeah. They're a game ahead of the Dolphins and Colts in wild card position. Dolphins are a game behind in their division. Colts are tied in their division. Mm-hmm. But the Browns are two games behind the Steelers. Do you think the Browns can and actually have a chance of winning that division? Um, I do. I do believe they have a chance. I see the Steelers losing to the Colts and the Browns. Nice. They'll beat the Bengals easily. The Bills, it, it's going to be a really good matchup. I think it's going to be one of the best games. We've and we're going to get into that later. We are. What about you, Nate, as the Browns fan? Uh, I don't see the Browns winning the division. I feel like it's going to be close. Uh, okay. The Browns do play the Jets, which I'm not saying that's an automatic win, but it's an automatic win. Uh, okay. Giants, <laughs> Giants uh, next week... Uh, that's a Sunday night game now, isn't it? Because they flexed out the Cowboys. They did flex out the Cowboys. Yeah, it's that's 2020 Oof. for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the Steelers being last, I think Week 17 is going to decide it. Decide a lot. Okay. Yeah. See, I believe this week and Week 17 is going to decide a lot. With the Browns going against the Ravens, we all know how that went Week 1. Are we going to see a repeat of week one, or are we going to see something different from the Browns? I think That's a good question. I think the Browns and Ravens are a different teams since week one. Ravens have fell off the I map. Agree. I agree. Think, I think the Ravens are on a downhill, and the, the Browns are on an uphill. So to wrap up the AFC, give us, starting with Jay, your three wild card spots. Man, wild card. I'm going to go with Steelers as the fifth, because I don't see them winning the division. Wow. Okay. Statement, statement right there. I'm also going to say the Colts and Ravens. Colts and Ravens. Nate? Uh, I don't see the Browns winning division, so I have them at five. Um, I see the Colts taking the Titans spot. So I have Titans at six, and then Dolphins slipping down to the seven. See, I'm so glad Nate said that, because I was going to say the same thing. So I have the Browns at five, just as Jay does. I have the Titans at six. He's got. Wait, do you not have? Wait, do you not have? The, he has him at no, four. I have, I have Steelers at five. Oh, right, right, right. right. I, I don't know why that slipped my mind. All right, so I got, I got the Browns like Nate, I got the Titans like Nate, and I got the Raiders at seven. And I'm telling you right now, if the Raiders are playing in Pittsburgh in five weeks from now, I want the Raiders all day long. I want them on the record, and I think we're looking at a huge upset, a huge upset. Though the Raiders defense needs to get a little better from now until then, but. Let's move on to the NFC. The NFC is a little more complicated. Almost every team is in it. Almost yeah. every, oh. every team is in it. It's in oh, Panthers. Um, because there's so many teams in it, I don't really know where to start. But I will start with this. The Cardinals, Nate. What do you see is going on? Ah, the Cardinals. I do, I do not like it. I do not like, like it at it. all. Uh, hop. Uh, he did say he was the best wide receiver in the league. That's completely false. 
Devontae Adams is. But he's been he's been on a downhill for me at least. Uh, Kyler Murray, it's been rough for him. That O line is terrible. Getting them up. Yes, yeah, terrible. I wouldn't say it's worse than the Bengals, but I think it's worse than the Bengals. You know, I think they're out of it though. Wow. So Nate, I mean, uh, sorry, Jay. Hearing that, the Vikings, same exact record. They're technically in it. Technically in it. I mean, there's still four weeks. Same exact record as the Cardinals. You think there's gonna be a little flip flop there? Nate I says do. he doesn't like it, but you say you do. Let me hear why. I do like it. Um, I think that the Cardinals are going to pick their stuff up, just like they were at the beginning of the season, and the Vikings are going to go back on a decline. I Defenses are going to start forming around, stopping uh, Dalvin Cook. We get okay. Kirk Cousins can throw the ball, but he has his mishaps a lot. That, I don't think Vikings' defense can be better than Arizona's defense, so I think defense okay. is going to be a very good, important uh, factor in these games. So, I'm a pretty analytical guy, and the Cardinals lost their last three. Their last win was against the Bills, a Hail Mary pass, and I said this earlier in the show, I think they should have lost that game. Mm-hmm. Vikings are 5-1 and one since their bye week. I see the Vikings keep going up. I also see the Cardinals getting a little better, so I can't really definitively say who's going to be that seventh seed, but I will see this. The Vikings have both the Chiefs and the Saints left, I believe. That's uh, not good. Really yeah, please fact check that. I think they have the Chiefs and the Saints. Pure, you they, saying that? Oh. Actually, they do not have the Chiefs. Who do they have? They have the Buccaneers, Bears, right. and Saints. They play the Bucks this week, right? They do. Okay, I thought they played the Chiefs. But, I think that's two L's right there. I think that puts them at eight and eight, and I think I think Arizona scoots in at nine and seven. I think if the Vikings were not playing the Bucks and not playing the Saints, I think the Vikings went out. But I think those two teams are, it's hard. It's going to be hard, especially with Tampa Bay's run defense, especially with the Saints, everything defense, run defense, pass defense, blitz defense. Like, you can't, you can't win with eight wins. I'd also like to mention that the Cowboys beat you this year. You do not deserve to be in the playoffs. <laughs> I do want to add, I do want to add, um, I believe the Bears will sneak into that seventh somehow. I just like that team. So you think the Vikings wow. and the Cardinals are going to drop out? Yes, I do. I think the Bears going to tear at the end of the season. Wow. I just okay, like that so that, that's a perfect transition. So we do have one, two, three, four teams sitting at five and seven. The Bears, the Lions, the Niners, and the football team. The Bears have lost one, two, three, four, five, six straight. <sighs> Six straight. And you think that the Bears are going to pump it up the last four weeks, last quarter of the season, got nine and seven, and sneak into that seventh. Is that what I'm hearing right now? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's what yeah, you're hearing. Tell us why. They don't have a quarterback. Mitch Trubisky can't get it done. He can't get it done. It's, so you, it's been so you think Nick Foles is a better option? Because he's I do. the one that lost those six games, is he not? Did he, did I, he five? Uh, I believe he lost five. But I do believe Nick Foles is a better option. It's been proven. He won a Super Bowl for the Eagles. Got lucky. Okay. I mean, I think Frank Reich had a lot to do with that. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Obviously. I think, I mean, this might be biased because he's the Colts head coach, but I think Frank Reich won the Super Bowl more than Nick Foles did. But you know what? He Here, wasn't here's, on the field. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But here's my thing. If you put Mitch Trubisky in that spot for Nick Foles in the Super Bowl, I don't see him performing just as well. 
way worse. I can agree with that. I can agree. So you think the Bears are not winning the next four, and they're no. not getting that seventh seed. And nope. Nate, you like the Bears, and you yeah. think they're going all the way. I'm going to have to agree with Jay here. Um, I think the Bears lost six straight. I, I could see them. Let me see their schedule real quick. Uh, pure, going to uh, Frank Wright. Yeah, I could see them definitely losing Week 17, definitely losing Week 15 against the Vikings, Week 17 against the Packers, maybe squeeze out a win against Week 15 against the Jaguars, probably losing this week against the Texans. I mean, I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. Let me hear about Frank Reich. Um, yeah, uh, I think he's an amazing coach. Uh, saying Carson Wentz is not doing good right now. Yeah, I think, yeah, was... I think Carson Wentz's failures right now have proven Frank Reich's success mm -hmm. in as a, as an Eagle, and have also proven him as a head coach because the Colts are on up right now, and the the Eagles are just down, down, down. It's not getting better. So that leaves us with the Lions, the Niners, and the football team all sitting at five and seven, and the Eagles and the Cowboys not looking at a wild card spot, but rather a division title. So I think I want to first start with. The Lions and Niners before we get into the NFC East. Lions, Niners, in and out. Let's hear it. Uh, oh. Oh, all right. Jay said, Jay, Jay said out. <laughs> Nate, what do you think? Uh, I out? say the Lions are out, but the and, Niners, and Niners? Niners, I think they have a shot if George Kittle gets healthy. In or out? Uh, I, uh, I say they're in. You have too many teams in? <laughs> you have way too many teams in. <laughs> <laughs> No, have, I, I, so do you think the Seahawks or Bucks are going to drop out? Yeah, Bucks. I don't like them at all. Do you, so, okay, so let's get this straight. So you got this. Okay. Quote do you think me, the Seahawks are going to stay a wild card spot? Seahawks? Yeah. Okay, so you have the Seahawks, the Bears, and the Niners. Okay, that was gonna that was gonna be the last thing. Glad glad I covered that. So Jay, you say no on the Niners and Lions. I gotta there's, agree with you. There, yeah, there's just no way. Away. Yeah, there's no. The Seahawks aren't gonna lose enough to get knocked out, and neither yeah, are the Buccaneers. With the Buccaneers playing the Vikings, the Falcons yeah. twice, and the Lions, no, they're I not gonna agree. lose the next four weeks. So let's talk about let's let's talk about it. Oh, you know what? Before we do that, we already got Nate. He has Seahawks, Bears, Niners. <laughs> What are your wild card spots, Jay? Um, I'm going Seahawks, Bucks, and Cardinals. I'm gonna 100% agree. Consensus right there with Jay. So now let's get into the NFC East. Now this can be its own separate thing. Are they the worst division in football? But the truth of the matter is, we have four teams here that all have a spot, a chance, a mm -hmm. spot to get into the playoffs as a division winner. Right now, the Giants are have a five and seven record. The football team has a 5-7 and seven record. The Giants have the tiebreaker because they beat them twice in the season. Looks like the Cowboys are looking outside in. What is that? One game behind, and the Eagles are one and a half. Oh, no. The Cowboys are two games behind. The Eagles are a game and a half behind. What are our thoughts on that? You know, we obviously all established none of them are making a wild card spot, even though mathematically the Giants or football team has a mathematical chance to make a wild card spot mm -hmm. who do we think is winning that division i if man, you say the is, cowboys this is tough i i don't know man all these teams are equally as bad <laughs> like as a cowboys fan this is the worst team i've seen in my lifetime but i'd like to say i have the cowboys winning the division 
I see them only taking one more loss. Nate, I got I got to get your reaction on that. I mean, that's um, they have nine losses already, meaning that they can that the max they can do is wait. You said you only haven't seen them taking one more loss. That puts them yep, at ten. They're gonna losses. go six and ten. Six and ten. Nate, I gotta know what you think about that. I mean, um, I've been saying this since the Giants played the Buccaneers. Was it on a Thursday night or a Monday night for that game? Oh. I remember that. It was a Monday night, I believe. Yeah, I put in our chat that the Giants are going to be winning this division. They look good. No way. I like Daniel Jones. Uh, <laughs> Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Uh, Slayton and Shepard, that's a good wide receiver core. Um, okay. Nate, I have a quick question for you. Yes. Danny Dimes, do you think he would have won the game against the Seahawks? Or do you think the Seahawks were unprepared for Colt McCoy? Um, wow. I think That's a good question. Danny Dimes is Danny Dimes. He drops dimes all the time. Uh, now, would you would you agree with that statement when he was leading the league in like turnovers and interceptions combined? Uh, yes. I mean, he's not now, but yes. Yes. Um, oh, okay. Definitely not the I, worst quarterback in that division. Well, who's definitely. the worst? Carson. Carson. I mean, I mean, I, well, that. I don't know. If we're going starters that people have started this year, Dwayne Haskins, easily. Well, Haskins. I think the best one, though, you know, Alex Smith, comeback player of the year. Alex Smith, 100%. I, I think he's winning comeback player of the year. Oh, he has to. Yeah. I, 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 there's no way he doesn't. I will protest. I, saw, I actually saw a protest, Jay, that said that they should rename it the Alex Smith comeback player of the year. Really? Oh, yes. What do you think about Only that? It's a fan. It's a fan theory. But. I like that. Doesn't I like that too. I, like I don't it. think he was ever predicted to come back to play football, let alone he walk he, normal again. Dude, after the infection, they were saying, the, "Oh, we're gonna the, might have to amputate his leg." The infection. He could have died as well. Touchdowns. Yeah, he could have died. I'm a. I'm a retract my statement with the Cowboys. <laughs> I, no, but I, no, I want to say something. I don't think it's gonna be the Giants, Eagles. I think it's gonna be raced between the Washington Football Team and the Dallas Cowboys. That defensive line on the football team yeah. is so amazing. Sweat, they proved, they proved that against the uh, Steelers. They proved against the Eagles. I agree. I think that defensive line is going to carry that team. The only thing is the Giants are heating up, and they have a better coach. Mm. Ah, dang. I don't know if I can say that. Ron Rivera is a really good coach. Definitely ain't Mike McCarthy. I have, I have the Redskins winning that division. Not because I believe the Redskins are better than the Giants, believe it or not. The reason I have it is because this is the Redskins. Right, I keep on saying Redskins. I don't know. Do we have to bleep that out? I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah, want to I football team. For Sorry, football no, football team. The football team. Look, this is the football team's next four games: Niners at Niners, hosting the Seahawks, hosting the Panthers at Eagles. Very four winnable games. This is the Giants' next four games. Cardinals, who me and Jay like. Nate, not mm -hmm. so much. Then the Browns, then at the Ravens, and then the Cowboys. I think they're losing three of those games. I don't know which three. I think they're just losing three of them. Whereas I think the football team is winning three of those games. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to agree with that, Pure. Not going to lie. Uh, um, it's going to be a hard oh, match. We're going to cut off that pause. My dad just came in my room. <laughs> All right. So, like, we're just going to have to cut that off so you can just, like, continue. All right. Sorry about that. So, I think the Giants, they have a – who they, they're playing – where 
the teams they play in Peru? I believe Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. Uh, yeah, I can tell you right now. Cardinals. It's the, uh, it's the Cardinals, Browns, at Ravens, Cowboys. It's All the right. Giants. So, yeah, that's going to be a hard schedule, but I think they... Hard schedule. I think they tough it out. But... So, okay. So, just to get this straight, Nate, you have the Giants winning the division, correct? Yes, I do. The NFC East, be particular, you know, to specify. And your wild card teams are the Seahawks, Bears, and Niners. Yes. Jay, you have an undefined winner, but it's I a do. race between the football team and the Cowboys with your wild card teams being the Seahawks, Bucks, Cardinals. Yep. And I have the, the football team winning the division with my wild card teams for the NFC being the Seahawks, Bucks, and Cardinals. All right, I'll wrap up this next segment back everyone to the next segment of the third strings podcast thank you guys all for tuning in with us this long and for this segment we are going to be giving our opinions you know we're three quarters of the way through on the football season there's four weeks left so we're giving our three quarters of the way through award predictions we're first going to start off with the mvp award jay let us hear it I think it's easily got to be Patrick Mahomes. With, I think he is behind on touchdowns, but I mean records prove games. Beating the Buccaneers, coming back and doing that, five touchdowns in one game—that that's just insane. I I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Nate, I have no argument. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's not as good as his what 50 touchdown season, but he's doing hey, pretty 50, good. Yeah, 50 touchdowns, yeah. So this happens very rarely between the three of us, where we have all consensus. I will also say Patrick Mahomes for MVP, most valuable player. Are there other players that have a game-changing impact like Patrick Mahomes? Of course there is. But who is he most valuable out of all of them, out of the Aaron Donalds of the world? It's got to be Patrick Mahomes. He's got to be the MVP. You pluck Patrick Mahomes out of there, the franchise tanks. You put Patrick Mahomes on the Jaguars, I'm telling you, he could make LaVisca Chenault and whoever the hell is on that team look like a Super Bowl team. You ain't going to talk about DJ Chark? DJ Chark? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know many Jaguars receivers, all right? I'm just saying. Like, that's Dude. not really who I go for on fantasy if you know their names. Yeah, yeah. So, I'd say Russell Wilson's out of the MVP conversation. Too many picks. Too, too many, many picks, too many turnovers. Kyler Murray was actually in the talk. He was in it uh, early in the season, just like Russell was. I think Russell... Had 16 touchdowns through the first four weeks. That's when everyone was hyping about him. But he kind of slowed down. A little too many mm. uh, turnovers. Not the best. And, you know, he's still winning games. Right. Not as much as Patrick Mahomes. I'd also like to mention something really quick. Within the first three games, people weren't giving enough MVP talk to Dak Prescott. I know you go, oh, he's a Cowboys fan, Cowboys fan. But if he is on track for over to easily break the, what, what is it, 5,000? Oh, a little over 5,000. Uh, yeah, it was Peyton Manning still has the uh, season record. He was projected to destroy that. Almost 6,000 passing Right, after the Falcons season. game, yeah. I mean, how was he not in the talks? I don't I don't know. But that's what Oh, wait, who did you say? I said uh, Dak Prescott. Like, oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. First, well, he's not in the yeah. talks because he's injured. No, I was saying the first three weeks. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He should have. I thought you said Dak Prescott, and then you said, how's he not in the talks? I was like, wait, did I just mishear him? Okay, so I'm going to give my Offensive Player of the Year to my guy, my fantasy guy, my number one guy, my fifth overall pick, 
Mm, I, okay, I'm not going to say not. I was going to say best running back in the league. Didn't say it. Dalvin Cook. What is it? 1,200 yards, maybe 1,300 yards. I don't know how many he has. I, I can pull it up. Let's see. 2020. Wow. 12, 1,250 yards, 13 touchdowns. That's a career high, by the way. Last year he had 13. But, you know, it looks like he's about to break that. Just needs one more. Absolutely insane. That's a running offense. Believe it or not, as much as they throw the ball with Kirk Cousins, as much as Adam Thielen has his shine, as much as Justin Jefferson has his shine, it's a running offense. The O-line is doing its job. Could be better, but it's doing its job. And Dalvin Cook like a mon- looks like a monster, and I think he deserves the ons- Offensive Player of the Year just as much as anyone else. Jay? This is going to be very controversial. Obviously, you got amazing players like Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, I'm going to go to Sean Watson. He is very underappreciated for what he has on his team. They don't have a star running back. They don't have a star receiver anymore. Trading Hopkins away was the worst thing they could have done to Sean Watson. His skill set, he has the skill set to win Offensive Player of the Year easily. With Hopkins traded away and they have a lackluster offensive line. Lackluster? You're pretty pretty generous there, I would say. Their receiving court, who, who is it? Will Fuller's out. Well, for, so it's Kiki, Kiki Coutier, I believe. Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. Brandon Kopp. Cooks. Randall what is that? Randall Cobb is injured. Oh, yeah, he is injured. And Brandon Cooks is uh, questionable. Like, yeah. I have uh, a question, though, for you, Jay. What's up? You did say for the MVP when you're talking about Mahomes that, mm-hmm. that records are everything. Yeah. Sean, Wa- Sean Watson's record, they are 4-8. and eight. How do you call him the offensive player of the year but he has a four and eight record no chance of any postseason success i am gonna mention what you did if you have patrick mahomes out of that system put him on somewhere else the chiefs are terrible and i say if you bring i get you know four and eight it's not good (laughs) but if you take watson out and put mahomes in i don't see mahomes doing any better than watson did i i don't see it or any other quarterback if you fill watson's shoes it's not gonna be the same Good argument, Nate. Offensive player of the year. I have to go with my second round pick in the fantasy draft. Devontae. <laughs> no, no, no. No, not Zeke. He's so bad. Um, <laughs> Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. That connection between him and Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. Um, I forget the game, but it was a fourth down play. And Adams, his glove was legit getting ripped off, and he still caught the ball. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. strength. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, that's his first read. If you watch every single play, he's dropping back and looking right at Devontae. There's n- no question about that. Uh, um, he has this season only 10 games. 10 games only. 84 receptions, 1,029 yards, and 10 touchdowns, which is insane for just 10 games. I have uh, I have two questions for you. One, it's an iffy question. The other one, it's pretty pretty solid. With Devontae Adams being a receiver, you obviously need a good quarterback to throw the ball. Are you? Do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers is a top like amongst the talk of offensive player of the year because he's putting these ball placements in spots he knows Adams is going to get it. He's putting the ball placing amazingly. If Jake Luton was the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback, is Devontae Adams going to be an offensive player of the year yes. candidate? Yes. Through right. four, through, thir- through 12 games? Yeah. Yeah. His route running is crisp. I think best route runner, calling it right now, best route runner in the league. I, He's not going to overpower you like 
maybe like a DK with him jumping over you, even though DK can't catch the ball in clutch situations. Now, answer this for me really quick. Uh, I, I believe his name's Alan. Is it Lazard? Lazard. Alan Lazard. 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 And Stantling as well. He was hurt, actually, for a majority of the season. With him playing the full season, do you think more passes are going to be thrown to him, like take some away from Adams? And then if that happens, Adams definitely should not be offensive player of the year. Uh, no. Uh, Alan Lazard, if you see at the beginning of the season, Adams was still putting up great numbers with Lazard there. And you can't forget about Scantling and uh, what's his name? Yes. Uh, St. Brown. I mean, St. Brown is a very good wide receiver in his own respect. I do like Scantling, but he does miss uh, deep balls. But I think Adams would have the same numbers. I just want to put one final last, like, my hot take on this. If Aaron Rodgers is not on that team, Adams is not among the candidates. I mean, I can't agree with that. I'll agree with that, but just because of the connection, Adams is, I think, with his talent, is an offensive player of the year. The problem I have with giving an offensive player of the year to a wide receiver is a wide receiver's job is so dependent Mm -hmm. on the quarterback that's throwing to him whereas a running back Davin Cook for example Jay who did you say oh, I said Deshaun Watson, Watson right yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson a quarterback he's doing it himself Davin Cook he's he's doing it not as much as a quarterback obviously O-line helps but he's doing it himself a wide receiver there's if you give it to a wide receiver the question's always will the ball get to him if it were a worse quarterback but I think Devontae Adams this season is having a monster year and I think he deserves it as much as anyone else in this league. Obviously, I would rather not give it to him. I, I said I'd rather give it to David Cook, but I think Nate brings up a great point um, that Devontae Adams is the elite wide receiver in this league, and, and he deserves he deserves some respect. So, Nate, we're also going to need your defensive player of the year, man. Uh, before it. going to defense, I'd like to say D-Hop is worse than Devontae, but my defensive player of the year is my hometown guy, my favorite defensive guy in the league, Miles Garrett. Oh, let's hear it. Even though he had COVID for two weeks, which I think it should have been one, but I guess they go very slow with this. He's having, I mean, I can't say monster because he's doing his same thing, but 25 uh, solo tackles, uh, 10.5 sacks, tied for third with that, uh, four forced fumbles at second. Uh, obviously, he has no picks, but those four forced fumbles are huge because I'm pretty sure... I believe most of them led to uh, Brown's touchdowns. Don't quote me to that. But, yeah, those four f- and plus ten and a half sacks, it's tied for third plus he missed two games. So, I, Very, very common pick. A lot of people have Miles Garrett. Some would even say he's the front runner. But, Jay, let's hear it. Who do you have? I uh, Cleveland also is my hometown. And our rivals are the Steelers. However, I got to go T.J. Watt. He's leading in so many categories. I mean, he puts the most pressure on quarterbacks. More if I pressure. believe he's, he's first in every category. I believe he is, yeah. I believe as well, yeah. 44 tackles, 12 sacks. Monster. That is insane. Monster. So, I'm going to have to agree with Jay here. I got to go TJ Watt. I think Jay explained it pretty well. He's first in everything. I mean, Jay, do you have anything to add? I, I mean, 44 tackles, that's insane. 12 sacks through... How many, ga- how many games did it? It's yeah, 13. 13 games? No, no uh, 12 games. 12 games. It's week 14. Yeah, 12, it's a bye oh, week. Yeah, bye, bye week. week. 
Dude, they're 12 games. Okay, so you can divide that out, sack every game. That's great. That's all you ask for a guy, really, is sack every game. With, I believe, he was a late first, late second round? Uh, I don't know when he was drafted. Because uh, I know Cowboys, we passed on him for Taco Charlton. But, um, oof, that's, that's not going to feel good. No. Nah. <laughs> but obviously, you know, you can also say J.J. Watt has definitely been a... A mentor. A mentor towards T.J. Right. Watt, of course, yeah. And I know, as a Colts fan, I know way too much about... J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt in a bad way. In a bad way. And I think T.J. Watt, with Dud, uh, Bud Debris out, I think T.J. Watt's stats are going to go down a little bit, but not enough to where he's not the front runner for... And Cameron, and Cameron Hayward is still there to help him out. Right. You know, apply the pressure right mm -hmm. in front of the quarterback so he could come in off the side and just... Right. Yeah, those sacks. Yeah, so like I said, I agree with Jay. TJ Watt is my defensive player of the year. My offensive rookie of the year is, you know, considerably in this battle of the Justins that a lot of people are talking about. But I got to go with the one on the West Coast, Justin Herbert, quarterback, number 10, out of Oregon. I actually liked him in Oregon. I don't know if I've ever said that as much as I should, but in Oregon, I was a very big uh, very big Justin Herbert fan, mainly because he was boys with uh, Michael Pittman, who played for USC, he's now on the Colts. Um, but yeah, I love what Justin Herbert's doing. Uh, I believe before the Patriots game, he was on pace to break, ooh, who was it? Was it Baker Mayfield? I believe he was on pace to break M Baker Mayfield's touchdown rookie pass, whatever it was, uh, record. Um, I'm not sure if he's still on pace for that after the after the horrible showing against the Patriots. 200 passing yards, two interceptions. Yeah, that's that's not good. And that's why they didn't score any points. They got blown out. It's a shutout. Um, I really love what he's doing out there. Um, I think he's the best quarterback in the draft class. I think he's better than Burrow. I think he's better than Tua. Uh, I think he's better than Jordan Love, who hasn't played. I think he's better than Asayasin, who hasn't played. I think he's better than all of them. Um, I love what he's doing out there. And Jay, what do you think? Well, I want to mention something for you saying Justin Herbert. Do you think he's the best uh, quarterback in the draft class because he's had more opportunities than these other quarterbacks, such as Jalen Hurts, Tua? Because obviously Tua didn't play the full season. They start off with right. Fitzpatrick. Do you think that has a big effect? Like, how do you think Tua would be performing if he played all season? I don't think it has a big effect at all because you have to remember with these guys, they didn't have any preseason. They didn't have any yep, OTAs. They didn't have any of that, right? So all of them... We're going in it with the least amount of reps a rookie quarterback could possibly have. Mm -hmm. And Burrow and him started week one. They played the same amount of games, obviously, until Burrow got hurt. And I still thought that Justin Herbert looks better than Burrow. And with Tua getting more games, uh, you know, as the season progresses, I know he doesn't have any turnovers, which is kudos to him. But I still think that Justin Herbert is a better quarterback talent mm. than Tua. Jalen Hurts is getting his first start against the Seahawks this week. Mm. I think that Justin Herbert is still a better quarterback talent than Jalen Hurts. And I'm going to stick with Justin Herbert. Was um was Justin Herbert the second string? Was he the backup for Tyrod Taylor? So, yeah. So, yeah. Tyrod okay. Taylor played week one against the Bengals. And that's mm. when the Bengals mixed, missed the field goal sending it into overtime right uh number four i forget his name kind of chubby mm. i never really seen a chubby kicker like that but anyways oh, uh, bullock? yes yes bullock. Oh, randy andy bullock, bullock. andy bullock randy i thought yeah. oh randy no yeah. it's reggie 
Reggie Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> I said cares. Andy. He said, no one knows that. <laughs> no one Anyways, cares. He, he missed yeah. the kick. Tyrod Taylor got his win. Week two against the Chiefs, I believe. Tyrod Taylor had whatever problems he had in five minutes before the game. They threw uh, Herbert in and he sent it into overtime with Patrick Mahomes. Very impressive. Very impressive. So, uh, Jay, did you give your offense for the year? I did not. Okay. This, uh, you know, biased Cowboys fan. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to CD Lamb. <laughs> I'm Nate does not like that. See, this is where I take into fact possibility. Of course, stats always goes over possibility. But Justin Jefferson may be a better receiver, but CeeDee Lamb, he hasn't had as much opportunities. Justin Jefferson, I believe, Kirk Cousins played every game this year, correct? Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the Cowboys, you have Prescott coming in. You have Ben DiNucci. Andy Dalton, Garrett Gilbert. He's been through four different quarterbacks. And I believe he's doing really good for a rookie with that dramatic amount of change. If you look to beginning year, he was electric with uh, Dak Prescott, connecting very well. I I just think he is. That's my opinion on him. Nate, you had a pretty adverse reaction to that, laughing in his face. <laughs> yeah. What do you have to say? Uh, what is your rebuttal and who is your pick? CeeDee Lamb is a good wide receiver. I wouldn't say great. But the man I'm going with is Justin Jefferson. Battle of the Justins. Yes. Um, he didn't start off too well. Uh, first two weeks he had five receptions and I believe like 70 yards. But uh, week three with seven receptions, 175 yards, and a touchdown. That's really good. And uh, nine receptions, 166 yards, and two touchdowns in I believe was this week six I believe and okay. uh, for the year uh, 61 catches 1,039 yards and seven touchdowns I think he's way better than CeeDee Lamb sorry Jay uh, even though <laughs> CeeDee Lamb is one of my boys I do like him but I'd say Jeff or Justin Jefferson is way better nice all right so all differing opinions now it's on to defensive rookie of the year now I'm a Colts fan. I said that earlier, and this may be come off as biased, but my defensive rookie of the year candidate and eventual winner, in my opinion, safety, the Indianapolis Colts, Julian Blackman. I love what he's doing. Two interceptions. Uh, was it two forced fumbles? Couple tackles for a loss. Two, I think. I think he's two, two, two across the board. Had a monster game, monster game against the Green Bay Packers. If it wasn't for him, we're losing that game. We are going to be 7-5, and five, and we're outside looking in. But because of him, because of the whole team, really, but he had a monster game against the Packers. Really loved what he did there. Had a forced fumble that arguably put us in prime position to win that game. Love what he's doing. Julian Blackman, safety, Indianapolis Colts, defensive rookie of the year. Jay, what do you have? Trayvon Dick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 um... Actually, let me pull up the stats really quick on my phone just so I can uh, fact check this really quick. We love a good fact check. Yep. Can't be wrong. No, I'm, I'm going to go off memory. Hold on. Can't wow, be saying Andy Bullock I know, on podcast. I know. If he gets anything wrong, let us know. Let us know. He's going off his memory. Every, off his reputation. <laughs> um, I'm saying Chase Young. He's been the front runner for majority of the season, especially being drafted so high, so much expectations from him he's had four and a half sacks 
Is that a lot? It's not a whole bunch, but he's a rookie. This is my thing, though. I hate to interrupt you. Oh, no, you no. His only down. job. I mean, the thing is, he's a defensive edge. So is he expected mm -hmm. to stop the run? He is. But you kind of leave that up to your interior defensive mm -hmm. line a majority of the times. His real only job is to just sack the quarterback. That's really all he does. And he's been successful four and a half times through 12 games. Julian Blackman has a lot more responsibility than Chase Young. That's why, in my opinion, I'm able to put a safety's success mm -hmm. kind of higher than a defensive end success just based on the pure responsibility of the position. Okay. Um, what I, I want to kind of go back with Chase Young. So he has 29, ta 29 tackles, two forced fumbles. However, he applies so much pressure to the quarterback. Chase Young is a very he's, – he's strong. He's big. But he's so fast. If right. you're a quarterback and you take the snap and you look around and you see Chase Young coming at you, I don't care if you have a guy ready to block, you're getting pressured. <laughs> right. You see, you see a guy that size coming that fast, it's a freight train pretty much. You got to get rid of the ball. That's that's in your mind. Throw the ball away. Get it to someone I can. I think I'm taking Chase Young for defensive rookie of the year all day every day. Nate, who do you have? Uh, I say Patrick Queen from the. Baltimore Ravens, even though I hate the Baltimore Ravens, uh, <laughs> I'd say um, I'd say Patrick Queen. But uh, shout out to uh, Jeremy Chen. Uh, those two touchdowns against uh, who was who it? Was uh, I will. I don't know, but yeah, I, I, so, I, 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 I can I can get it for you. Yeah. Um, but back to Patrick. He has 55 uh, solo tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and only one interception. But um, that's not too bad. Uh, he is tied for uh, 16th with two forced fumbles and 32nd with the solo tackles, which I he's helping that Baltimore defense a lot, saying they're not doing, for me, not doing that well. Uh, did you figure out what game that was? Uh, I'm still getting it. All right, but... Uh, I think this week against the Browns will decide if he is actually the defensive rookie of the year. I'm not saying I think the Browns are going to destroy him. I'm just saying because I'm a Browns fan. But if he comes out with uh, maybe a forced fumble or an interception, maybe a couple sacks, I think he's Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota, that's what it was. Back-to-back. What was it? Back-to-back -back forced fumbles for touchdowns for on back-to-back -back defensive snaps. For James um, It's pretty impressive. I, th I think he does deserve a shout-out. Um, so I'm going – so we have the coach of the year left and the comeback player of the year left. We also have man of the year. The Walter Payton. Walter, Walter Payton. Payton. Right. So I think what we're going to do is I think I'm going to – give both. Jay's going to give both and then Nate's going to give both. Just kind of wrap, wrap those two up. So for coach of the year, I have Brian Flores. Now, he did want to fight new. last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he's a new coach, second year in the league, but it seems like what he's doing is working. Miami is the sixth seed right now, eight and four. They had a little rocky start, but I think they won the last six of, or they, they won 
five of six. I forget which kind, or maybe they're up to six of seven now. I'm not really sure. Um, they kind of lost to the Broncos somewhere in the middle of that long stretch. But, you know, they're doing good. It looks like a culture change is coming around. It looks like the defense is really turning up. Number one scoring defense in the league. Special teams is playing their part. Um, great field position on, you know, when punting. Great field position when returning kick, uh, returning punts for the offense. Tua Tagovailoa seems to be kind of being protected and shielded from the coaching staff. I feel like when you see a lot of the games, he's not, you know, like Justin Herbert, who's just kind of going out there playing backyard football like Russell Wilson. I feel like he's being a little more protected, a little more shielded uh, by the coaching staff, but he's yet to, you know, have a turnover, which is really impressive, especially for a rookie. As we all know, they're prone to turnovers. And I think he's just doing a really good job down there. And then for my comeback player of the year, I have Alex Smith. Jay, what do you have? Coach of the year, I'm with Sean McVay. I believe he is now what 35 and 0 or 34 and 0 after 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 with the lead after halftime. Right. And they are one of the toughest divisions in the NFC, if not the toughest. And they're winning the division. I mean, they're being not the Seahawks, correct? I believe they're in a division. Yes. I mean, being not the they're Seahawks. They're leading right some, now. I think I yeah, think they, they, they have yeah. I believe they are one Nine and a half four. games ahead. I think they're half a game ahead. No, they're one game ahead. Uh, one game ahead right now. Okay. Or ha- one of the other. I don't know. They're half a game ahead. They're half. Yeah. Game ahead. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard to go against stats. Yeah, he lost that Super Bowl a few years ago, but this is a new year. It's same dude, but he's coming out more electric than ever. Definitely and got out. Player of the game. year, easily has to be Alex Smith. He was predicted to have his leg amputated after that inf- infection. That's right. And he's the best quarterback in the NFC East right now. That's right. Nate, who do you have? Well, for comeback player of the year, <laughs> for co- or comeback player of the year, I coach can't. Coach of the year, coach of the year, coach of the year, coach of the year. Well, I'm just gonna say Alex Smith is comeback player of the year. Okay. Uh, okay. I can't disagree, but coach of the year. Big consensus. Big consensus. Yeah. Uh, coach of the year though, Kevin Stefanski, the best coach in Browns history. Maybe. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm getting overhyped. We're going to the Super Bowl this year, though. Paul Brown, uh, Paul Brown. Anyway. Bill Belichick. <laughs> ever ever Bill heard Belichick? of him? Ever heard of Bill Belichick as well? Who is that? Was he, he like six and seven there. right now? Yeah, he did. He was. He had a uh, winning season. What's Bill Belichick doing right now? Six and seven. Yeah. Okay, get out of my face. Uh, it's not <laughs> nine and three. So, Kevin Stefanski, <laughs> I think, has made a cultural change in this Browns organization. Yeah, Baker's looking a lot better. Yeah, they're you know. throwing less. Maybe that's why. Yeah, well, they're just running it through uh, Nick Chubb and my boy Kareem Hunt. Got to love him in fantasy. Um, Have him? Well, not not recently, but yeah, I do. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Got to love him in fantasy. <laughs> not recently. Well, like, when what? well when Chubb came back, it kind of screwed it. But uh, yeah, I don't think I want to say Baker's a game manager. So I think he's a lot more than that. It's a field general. Yeah. It's a field general. Yeah. yeah. He's like Philip Rivers. But yeah. he just he's got a little well, more oomph to him. Besides like the he's eighty kids. General. Besides the eighty kids. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think right now the third strings podcast should lead the charge to rename the comeback player of the year to the Alex Smith comeback player of the year award. I like yes. that. Yes. We are big Alex Smith fan not fans, mm-hmm. but supporters. You know, we love the story as almost yeah. almost everyone does in the NFL. Great story, um, great comeback, and that's what it's that's what it's named all about. Uh, man of the year, I'm not really sure who all the nominees are from each team, but I do know one. I'm gonna say Jacoby Brissett <laughs> from the uh, 
and the Colts, obviously. I love Jacoby Brissett. I think he's a great dude. Um, that's really all I have on that one. Um, I'm going to go Miles Garrett. He's after is he the, a nominee? He yeah. For the, he had, you know, the incident with Mason Rudolph last year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's become a better person. If you, uh, like, if you actually he's follow changed, his Twitter. Man. If you follow his Twitter, he posts positive things all the time. He helps. He gives donations to charity a lot. But I'm going to go with uh, Miles Garrett. Nate? Uh, I'm going to say Miles Garrett as well. I was trying to look up other candidates, but I I, I believe Miles Garrett. Uh, yeah, definitely swinging a helmet at a man's head, <laughs> even though he can't play quarterback anyways. And to what he's doing now, he's doing a lot for charity right now, especially for a, I wouldn't say, I would say a bad Cleveland area. We don't have that much around here. Definitely going downhill. <laughs> All right, so to wrap this up, wrap up this segment, we're going to be back with one more segment. We're going to be doing our Week 14 predictions. That is going to end the show. But to wrap up this segment, we're going to do a rundown, a recap of who we have. I'm going to start MVP, Patrick Mahomes, Offensive Player of the Year, Dalvin Cook, Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Justin Herbert, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Julian Blackman, Coach of the Year, Brian Flores, and Comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith. Jay? I actually have one change, and you'll see it later on, because I just got an alert, and I, this rookie totally slipped my mind. MVP, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Offensive Player of the Year. I'm going to Sean Watson. It's a hot take, but, you know. We love those. Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Antonio Gibson. <laughs> Don't Man's make hurt. Just keep going. Man's just hurt. Keep going. Get him out of here. Just keep going. Just keep Defensive going. Don't make the argument. Year, just, Pace, just keep Pace going. Young, whatever. Whatever. Coach of the year, Sean McVay. Comeback player of the year, Alex Smith. Um, I have Patrick Mahomes, MVP, obviously. Uh, offensive player of the year being Devontae Adams. Uh, defensive player of the year being Miles Garrett. Uh, offensive rookie of the year being Justin Jefferson, the better Justin of both of them. <laughs> the battle of the Justins. Um, defensive rookie of the year being Patrick Queen. Uh, coach of the year being Kevin Stefanski, and we gonna talk about the man of the year being Miles Garrett. Nah, I just... Um, hey, hey, Nate. Yeah. Quick question. Yeah. Um, is Justin Jefferson cracked at Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, with that, guys, yes. we'll see you at the next segment with our predictions. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We are back with our final segment of the day, our Week 14 NFL predictions. I thank you guys for tuning in. And listening this long, I hope you guys are enjoying our first ever podcast, Third Trains Podcast. So we're going to jump right into our games. First game, the 1 o'clock window. We have Denver at Carolina. I have Carolina. Even though they got some injuries. Jay, who do you have? I'm going Denver without these core receivers. Like, I believe DJ Moore is out this game. And I think, I think Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I don't think he's getting off the COVID Actually, list Actually, Curtis time. Samuel just got activated. Just got activated. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Nate? Um, I'm going with Carolina. I have faith in them. Uh, I believe that they'll, I'm calling it, destroy the Denver Broncos. Next, we have the Dallas Cowboys at the Cincinnati Bengals. Both kind of banged up, but I got Dallas on the road. Jay? I don't want Dallas to win, but I think they will. Nate? Dallas. Next, Tennessee coming off a brutal, brutal crushing defeat from Nate's Browns. At Jacksonville, I got Tennessee. Jay? I got Tennessee. Nate? Big upset alert. Shut up. Going with Jacksonville here. 
for also my alert. Ding, 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 ding. for nah, pure bro. Jacksonville's gonna lose the game on pur <laughs> purpose before going for an upset. All right, yeah. continue with the one o'clock window. We have Kansas City at Miami. Both teams on the up and up, but I got Kansas City. Jay, I got Kansas City. I'm going Eight. with my Kansas City. Um, <laughs> there's no way Miami's winning this. Continuing with the one o'clock window, we have. Arizona coming off three losses. New York at New York Giants coming off a big, big win against the Seahawks. I don't care. I have Arizona on the road. Jay? Arizona easily. Nate? I got Giants coming off that big momentum win. I'm going with the Giants. Next, we have Minnesota, who is on the up, up climb. Up climb. Hmm. That's incline. <laughs> <laughs> you got at Tampa Bay. Down climb. Down climb. I have Tampa Bay at home beating the Minnesota Vikings. Jay? Top rushing defense. I got Tampa Bay. Nate? Um, I think Dalvin Cook will do very good this game, but I have Tampa Bay. I hope he does good because I got him on fantasy. He won't. <laughs> Last game in the 1 o'clock window Houston, led by Jay's Deshaun Watson against at Chicago. Nate's Chicago. I have Chicago getting their first win, mainly because I see nothing in Houston. But I think the upset potential is there. Jay, who do you got? I'm going Houston, easily. Chicago's, they're still down from losing, what, six in a row, I believe? Yeah, six, six in, a in a row. row. Yeah, six in a row. Houston. Nate? I am going with Chicago here. I think A-Rob has a monster game. Mitch Trubisky repays for that devastating loss. And uh, I'm going with Chicago. Next, we have two games in the 405 window. First, we have the New York Jets, the winless New York Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. I have Seattle at home. Jay? I have Seattle. Nate? I have Seattle with DK getting like 80 touchdowns. <laughs> Consensus alert. And the last game in the 405 window, my Indianapolis Colts on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders. We're the seventh seed. They're the eighth seed. I have Indianapolis on the road coming out with a big dub. Jay, who do you have? This is going to be one of the most important games. Uh, I'm going to Indianapolis because I think their offense is more electric. I'd like to hear that. Nate? Uh, I have Indianapolis winning this and getting themselves over Tennessee. I like that consensus alert. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Four games in the 425 window, the first one being Green Bay at Detroit. I have Green Bay. Jay? I don't think this is a question. Green Bay. Nate? I have Green Bay with Devontae Adams back getting back 80 touchdowns. Alert. Nice. Next, Atlanta at Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers coming off a crushing, crushing defeat from the New England Patriots. So I got it. I got my guy Justin. He's cracked at Fortnite, as Jay liked to uh, mention at the end of the last segment. So I got the Chargers coming out hometown dub. Oh, Jay, who do you got? I got I got the Falcons. I have a feeling that Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are going to connect for at least two touchdowns. Wow, okay, bold prediction. J uh, Nate, who do you got? I got Matty Ice. Ooh. Um, I think the Chargers, Anthony Lynn, he needs to be fired now. Um, I agree, I agree. He, Him coming out saying that they have no chance to win or go into the playoffs, I think their no motivation's just gone. I got Atlanta winning this. Next game in the 425 window, New Orleans at Philadelphia. Philadelphia, new starter, Jalen Hurts. I have New Orleans on the road. Jay? Um, I believe Philadelphia is going to have the better offense, but I think it's going to come down to defense, and 
they lack compared to New Orleans, so I'm going the Saints. Nate? I have the Saints in um, Michael Thomas's uh, Instagram name will come in clutch. Uh, no, the <laughs> Philadelphia cannot guard him at all. I have him at least 150 yards in this. Bold wow. prediction. Bold wow. prediction. What? Okay, hold on. What's the game record? Game record? Yeah. Like what? It's got to be close to that. No. Uh, Tyreek Hill just had over 200. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what are you oh, talking yeah, about? Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. I was about to say, Justin Jefferson at, like, 177, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm tripping. I, I don't know why I just said that then. All right, so another consensus. Last game in the 425 window, the Washington football team against Nate's San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> I actually mm, – I have Washington. I have Washington on the road. Jay? This is going to be a big defensive game, even it though is. San Francisco has been missing some defensive starters the whole year. I'm going to Washington. Nate? I'm going with the 49ers. Uh, I think this will push them a big momentum win because saying Washington just beat Pittsburgh, I will, it will give them the momentum to go into the or go into a playoff push. So I got. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Didn't you just say the 49ers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Washington has momentum from the last game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said the 49ers are gonna beat them even though they have momentum. Are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh my God! All right, all right, all right. Sunday night football, ladies and gentlemen. This is a big game. This is probably the second best game, um, aside from the Indianapolis Raiders game. We have the 11 and one Pittsburgh Steelers at the nine and three Buffalo Bills, and I have Buffalo at home. Jay. Man, this is gonna be a tough one. I'm thinking of it. Buffalo's defense has been performing up to the standards. I'm going Pittsburgh. I'm going with my boy, Josh Allen, and the Buffalo Bills in this one. I think this will allow, even though I said earlier the Browns may not win the division, but if Buffalo wins this, I think the Browns have a shot. Big shot. Nice. All right. Final game, week 14, Monday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens at... Nate's precious Cleveland Browns I have ah damn it I have the Cleveland Browns Jay I got the Cleveland Browns by a last minute field goal by Cody Parkey <laughs> I would not trust him with a last minute field goal I just saw <laughs> no. that right now Nate uh, I have the Browns by 40 uh, I think this week we... <laughs> I think this week are we just going to let that slide <laughs> I think this week we'll see. Uh, it will show that the Jets' Lamar Jackson is better than the Lamar Jackson on the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> the Jets' safety, Lamar. Okay, so Nate's bold prediction this week. Shoot, I wish we would have kept track of this. So, just just to keep track, we have Michael Thomas going 150 yards. We have the Browns winning by 40. We have um. And- Devontae oh, yeah. Adams scoring uh, 80 touchdowns. <laughs> no, no. Wait, did he say Devontae Adams? He did. DK and Devontae. I thought he said DK Metcalf. DK he said both. Both. Oh, so we have Devontae Adams and DK Metcalf both scoring 80 touchdowns. And on top of all of that, what was the last one? Go ahead. The Jets' safety, Lamar Jackson, is better than the Baltimore Ravens' quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Yes. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to conclude the Three Strings podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Once again, featuring myself, Chris. Jay and Nate, um, anything that you would like to tell us to do, recommend, 
let us know, comment. I'm, I'm sure we're gonna have a business email, uh, you know, available somewhere. TikTok like coming soon. Us. TikTok coming soon. Uh, yep. I would, I, th I would assume an Instagram page as well, right? It's, uh, yep. Uh, once you know, share with everyone you know. We'd like to get this kind of going up off the mm -hmm. ground. Um, you know, it is late in the season, but it is before baseball and basketball season. We are starting this. Um, both approaching relatively soon. Um, but once again, I hope you guys enjoyed it and have a great day.